Polly, welcome back. Costa, what the hell? What the hell what? Like, I'm just, like, I'm not around for a few weeks and you've turned this show into an NRL Supercoach podcast. Uh, I'm devastated. (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. What was it before? I don't know. I I thought, uh, I just like talking about movies and stuff before. Right. Um, You're you're saying there's not enough popular culture, like, drops. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what I'm saying. So, so, you know, I need I need you to be like riffing with me on that stuff. Can I tell you a story? I was <clears throat> I was beside myself last week. So, one of the greatest movies of well, I I always thought it was an eighties movie, but it actually came out in nineteen ninety, and I know it's a favorite of yours. It's Days of Thunder, right? Absolute classic. Terrible, Absolute. terrible film, but. Absolutely excellent at the same time. Everything about it is fantastic. There's nothing that doesn't suck about it. Hans Zimmer did the score. I didn't even know that. Like, it's it's, um, it's, it's, it's directed like, by um, someone really famous's brother. Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, it'll come to me. Keep going. He's dead now. Oh, it's um, Tony uh, Tony Scott or something like that. Tony Scott, who's Ridley yeah. Scott's brother. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was Ridley Scott's brother. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think Tom Cruise actually wrote part of the uh, screenplay. But anyway, whatever. So Great movie, right? Very, very good chemistry between him and Nicole. They met on set of that movie. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. And it's I, you can tell it's like steamy. <laughs> I love how in the movie he says to her like, how tall are you? And you know, like, you know, <laughs> and he's like actually thinking it. He's like, ah, yeah. oh, fuck. Can I marry this person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's early Tom where he's got that weird middle tooth thing going on. It's fucking great. Anyway, <laughs> that's it. Is that is that the whole story that you watch that movie? No. And... So oh, okay, go so on. You think you know a person, and 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 are you, you getting to Brit? Brit doesn't like Tom Cruise. Is that? Brit hadn't watched Days of Thunder. Uh, that doesn't really surprise me. But yeah, okay. Uh, it's so. So, so did, you, did she enjoy it? Hang on, I'm I like multiple times. Like I'm in the kitchen, like she's loading the dishwasher. I'm getting the plates off the table. All this other stuff, and then I'm like, she's kind of then doing something, and I need to go around her, like to get to the dishwasher. And, you know, I fake right. And then at the last moment, I go left and I pass her on the inside. And, and like, in my mind, Robert Duvall's like, I believe in you, Cole. You can do it, Cole. All this kind of stuff. This one's for you, Harry. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm putting the dishes in the dishwasher. And in my mind, I'm like, like going, yes, 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 yes. I can see that checkered flag. And I'm turning to her with big grins on my face and all this time, nothing. She was just smiling back at me because like, I don't know, like she likes me or something. I, but I realized that she hadn't watched it. So we had to watch it last week. Oh man. It was, it was so Did good. she enjoy it? Yeah. Except for like when she fell asleep, but yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Anyway, um, I think you know a person. So, <laughs> 
Tommy Turbo, <clears throat> three hundred yeah. what is it? Three hundred fourteen point break even. Something through, I, I saw three hundred and seven, but sure. Yeah. Crichton's benched. Grant's got COVID. What the hell is going yeah. on? Yeah. So so we talked in our very first podcast in like I don't know when it was January, just after Supercoach opened, about the scores were going to be lower. But I don't think in our wildest dreams we thought they were going to be this low. Well, like, so I was really worried about the backs and I was, besides besides um, Pappy, who I thought just had too much upside, I really couldn't trust any of the other ones. Um, and Teddy, I, I just wasn't sold on, on Teddy. And even after two games, because he did get a great score last week, sure, but he doesn't seem to be, he doesn't seem to have that burst back yet. Um, and I think he, honestly, I think he was lucky to get 84 or whatever he got last week. I'm still, I'm still out on him. Um, when we posted at, when we posted our round one teams on Twitter, uh, everybody came at me because I didn't have like dual gun fullbacks. And really the comment that really got to me was like this, this one guy who just said, yeah, nah. <laughs> that, that really, really cut me. That and really yet, and me. yet, you're doing pretty well. So yet, I'm doing pretty well. So good, sir. I say to you, nah, yeah. <laughs> it's good to see that you're taking quick Twitter like commentary. Like it's probably the first time you've ever like copped some shit on Twitter, and it's not even that bad. And you've like reacted to it straight away. Oh mate, I, I was... couldn't take it on the chin. No, um, absolutely not. So I mean, look. So I've had two like very average rounds. Like week one, I got nine hundred flat. Uh, last week, I got like nine twenty something, and I'm in mm-hmm. like the thirty thousands, right? Mm-hmm. And I look at my team, and I think my team is fine. Like it looks pretty yeah. good. You yeah. know, I've, I've I've got a strong team all over. I think there's there's obviously some gaps and, and things here and there, but it doesn't look too bad. You look mm-hmm. at the the guys at the top. So I'm a I'm a good four hundred points behind the leaders already. And yep. When I think about how far I want to be from the leaders, like as soon as you get more than 500 points behind the leaders, I, I actually think you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. It comes a lot of points to catch up. But I look at their teams and it's like, holy crap. Like not only has the scoring generally been low, but the guys that have been scoring well to date are just like massively left field. And I just yeah. don't think it can, can, can continue. Like the guy in the lead, we talk about gun fullbacks, He's got Dylan Edwards and Nico Hines at fullback, hmm. right? He's got Appy Corusau. Hmm. Um, he doesn't, like, in his back row, he's got Corey Harawunira, Kikau, and Luke Thompson. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got Jerome Luai. Like, I don't know, Daly Cherry Evans. It's amazing that he's on top. Like, it's a fucking weird team. Dane, he's, like, you know, Dane Gagai. He's got Dane Gagai. Can he yeah. continue to average 94? Yeah. yeah, like so. So in some ways, I'm like, surely. Super coach. So in some ways, I'm like, these sorts of teams have to come back to the pack, mm. right? Like the likes of Pappenhausen and Teddy and Turbo and all those sorts of guys. Like they've got to start scoring well, right? It's just a bit of an anomaly. And we knew they had they had, they all had pretty bad draws for the first sort of three games, really. Yep. So I guess I'm not that worried in that sense, but. The weird thing about the scoring is it's not just the backs. Like, the scoring is down everywhere. 
like even the base is pretty low. So Agreed. There's no out and out prop apart from Payne Haas that's averaging over sixty thus far. Yeah. There's there's yeah. um Isaiah Papali'i who's averaging sixty one, but he's a back rower in in real yeah. life. Yeah. Like if I told you that before the season started, I don't think you would have kind of like that would have been surprising. I think. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think we were chatting about this um, on WhatsApp yesterday, but um, because of all the low scoring, and I, I apologize if if um, if this is actually incorrect, but my understanding is because because the scoring has been pretty low, the magic number this week is quite high. Yeah, now that's that's correct. I yep. think okay. So I think what that translates to is first of all lower break evens for everybody um yep that's right yep which is which is crazy considering again turbo has a 300 plus break even um but i think it also means that uh players who beat their break even will make a little bit more money than they otherwise would have made in a regular week and players that fall short of their break even will lose a little bit more money because uh, so, so the well, magic numbers have gone from about eight thousand seven hundred to low nine thousands. It doesn't. Um, no, that's that's not quite right. As far as so, what it means is, is the break evens that people have are lower than they would otherwise be. Yep. Right. So, if someone beats their break even, they're going to make the same money as they would have, but that break even they have to beat is lower than it would oh, be otherwise. Okay. So. So this becomes really interesting because the big topic of this week is like what to do with guys like David Peter and Angus Crichton, right? Yep. And a lot of people are saying, you know, there's a lot of money tied up in them and can get those points elsewhere. That's kind of, you know, that's true, I guess. Mm-hmm. But maybe what people are missing a little bit is that their break-evens are a lot lower than they, what they would have been because the scoring has been so low. So when you yep. say magic number, this is all getting a bit technical, but the magic number is effectively like points per dollar correct um, so but that, doesn't that mean then that like if you beat it that's the amount of dollars that you generate uh i think i've lost you so okay so for example if the magic if the magic number is eight thousand seven hundred, that's basically what the value of one super coach point is is my understanding of that correct uh so it's actually sorry, I think I got it the wrong way around. It's actually dollars per point. So if you divide like Turbo's one point two five million mm-hmm. by his one hundred and forty three average at the beginning of the year, that yep. would have got you to a magic number of like eight thousand seven hundred. Yep, correct. Um, now, if you do that now, it's something like nine thousand two hundred and fifty. Yep. So basically, like for every um. Every point that's scored is more expensive. That's right. But that also means that every point that you fall short of the break even is more expensive, isn't that right? Like it's gonna it's gonna cost you more. So if if he scores a hundred this week, for example, won't his price drop be greater than if the magic number was lower? My head's about to explode, but the... <laughs> so put it this way. If if scoring had been as as people had been priced at, Turbo's mm-hmm. break even would have been three hundred and thirty. Yeah, his break even is actually three hundred and seven. 
So yep. David Fafita, for example, his break even should have been about 145. Yep. Instead, it's 128. Yep. So it's not a it's not a huge difference just yet, but it's it's something, right? Mm. Um, and and what it means is those guys aren't going to lose quite so much cash as you might think. I mean, Turbo, I did did some calcs this afternoon, and I calculated basically if Turbo averages somewhere around 100 from here on in. Mm-hmm. He'll lose about 250k pretty quickly, so he'll get to around the million mark in the next two to three weeks. Um, if he averages a bit less than that, he'll get to like maybe 950. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the number you should have in your head if you're thinking about trying to get him in around like round five, round six. Yep. Um, if David Fafita, for example, averages about 65, uh, he will he will drop about 100k. So he'll get down mm-hmm. to sort of somewhere between 600 and 650. Um, now let's talk about that for a minute. You're a Dev Fafita owner. No, I'm not. Oh, you're not. Are no, you a Crichton owner? Yes, I am. Right. What do you think about people selling those guys? And and to be clear, like I'm just going to have like Dev Fafita. I think is the third most traded out person this week, and like people are trading in guys like Kikau. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the only second row on the list, but. Cool. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about a couple of others, but okay. So to to get to that, if I had David Fafita in my team, there's a good chance that I'd be trying to trade him out this week. Why? Obviously, uh, he's he's not that involved, and I'm not sure that he's going to play 80 minutes every week. Now, last week, I think there was a, a little bit of an injury niggle. Is that correct? I'm not 100 percent sure. I know it was very very hot. Right. So, like, what's his name? Went off like heat stroke, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Lodge, but yeah, look, the minutes are a bit of a worry. But it, they, they were playing the Warriors, and he he put on a great pass to um, was it Greg Marju on the right yeah. wing? Um, but I don't know. Yeah, people are saying he's sort of playing very wide and catching a bit of a cold. But I mean, is that I don't know. I'm not sh- sure that's going to continue that much. I mean, maybe it does, and it's very frustrating. I just think that there's a lot. Of, I actually think there's quite a few interesting guys in the second row. And hey, okay, again, can I ask I, another I, question? I, yeah, who are going to be the top three or four second rows at the end of the year? That's a good question. I think, I think there's a chance that David Fafita could be one, but I just feel like there's also a stronger chance that David Fafita could be 150 grand cheaper in like a month. Well, that's what I was saying before. It, I mean, it depends. He's got the Raiders and the Tigers coming up. If he puts yeah. 80, 90 points on the Tigers, his mm-hmm. price is only, isn't going to drop that much, assuming he's yeah. going to score 60s the rest of the time. Uh, yeah, maybe. I think... But You might, get, you might get 100K out of it. Is that worth two trades? Trading him out and then trading him back in later? It's, But it's not the 100K. It's what, what else you can do with that 100K. There's always the opportunity cost. And if there's a if you can make two hundred k off somebody else, and then trade that person back to David Fafita for that for a hundred k less, then you've actually made three hundred k off two trades. Yeah, but like if you're doing it, and you can if you can split David Fafita and say, I don't know, Katoni Stags, who isn't a keeper, I don't think, based on what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. If you can turn those two into two two keepers, for example. Like I yep. don't know, like a Daniel Tupu and a Cam Murray, mm-hmm. then I I think I like it. But if yeah, but not to trade it to trade him to like kick out, right? Like 
yes, cash is important. And and I think because a lot of the, the cheapies, you know, have gone down injured or whatever it is, people are worried mm-hmm. about cash. But points are king mm-hmm. in this game. It's not going to take sure. that much for Fafita for, for to bust out 100 and kick out a bust out of 40. Like, if I was a betting man, that's what I think would ha- is, is going to happen. So you're not selling him? I don't think so. And I'm pretty happy that everyone else is. You know what I mean? Fine. Like, I'm pretty happy to have yeah, him as yeah. pot. Yeah, that's fair. And um, are you selling Crichton? Well, as you said at the top of the show, that you know the bombshell of him being on the bench. Like, what's going on there? What, like, do you, do you get the logic of it for Nat Butcher? I mean, it's it's that's it's what Cam Murray did last week. Maybe it's it's something similar to that. But Murray plays I'm in just, the middle. Is he going to yeah. play? And they've got you know Radley and like, is he going to play in the middle rotation? Yeah, it's not just that he's coming off the bench. He's moved to the other side of the field. And the, and the more I was thinking about it today, like maybe last year having like, you know, the Drew Hutchinson's and whatever inside him actually meant he could command a lot more ball. And maybe, you know, he didn't have great guys putting him through holes as much, but he could actually get a lot more done last year. And like the score that he got on the weekend in 80 minutes was... Like, I think he only had one score under fifty last year as well. So, so if if that round two score is his lowest score of the year, fine, I can live with that. But I, now coming off the bench, I'm not sure that it will be his lowest score of the, of the year. Well, the bench thing throws a span in the works. Like, but the other thing I'm I'm sort of wondering is like, is Satili going to be ruled out, and does he play on the left? Yeah. So I I definitely want to wait until at least. Like you know, an hour before the game, before I before I trade him out, if I'm going to, I'm, I'm I think I'm likely to give him. Well, now that yeah, I think I will have that option, yeah. Okay, I Fair think enough. so. Like I might even trade him to like a Connor Watson or something. So before we jump into teams and and also kind of talk about what we want to do trades wise, so we haven't spoken or. Or the podcast hasn't been up since um, since before round one began. Yeah. Can I ask um, which which player player or players in your team are you happiest with, and which are you most disappointed in? Yeah, that's a great question. So, uh, I mean, Stags Stags and Cobo have both been painful. Hmm. Um. And, and, you know, like Stags dropped the ball over the line last week. In the first week, Kim, Cobbo and Stags kind of fucked up about three tries. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But also, like, like not Cobbo, I can forgive a bit more, but Stags just is allergic to the ball. Yeah. So he's, he's like, he's almost in Xavier Coates territory at the moment, right? Like, he needs a try just to score 50, mm-hmm. which is not what you want. Mm-hmm. Particularly when the scores seem a bit lower. Like now, yeah. I'm looking at trading him out this week, but he's one of the. He's probably he'll probably score 100 if I do. Um, mm. So Stags has probably been the the, the biggest disappointment. But the mm-hmm. thing I'm most annoyed about in my team is not starting with Nico Hines. Like I was talking him up a lot of the off season. It, it, like from the yeah. All Star game onwards, I was like, this guy is going to score so well. He's just he's a super coach accumulator you know what i mean he just scores yeah. points in all these different ways um 
but I couldn't work out how to get him in my team because he's a bit expensive. And then I ended up going with Sam Walker, and that's been a disaster. So that's that's probably my biggest regret. Um, I don't even know who I can tell you I'm most happy with. The team looks good on paper, but no one's really kind of smashed it, which is why I'm scoring so averagely. Mm-hmm. Um, just look. I mean, Haas has done well. I'm very mm-hmm. glad that I started with Haas, and I knew that he would do well. Um, he's probably probably the best of a lot, to be honest. What about you? Yeah. Uh, well, I had so I was lucky enough to to pump out like a 980 in round one, um, which was particularly good because I had Grant and Munster in my team as well. Um, and then about a 950 in round two. So I've been scoring okay, but yeah, some of these guys. So Joe, I started with Joey Manu. Round one looked great. Um, played a lot of the game on the wing. Um, and I think scored 49. I even captained him in round one um, just for something a bit left field. Um, well, but I captained didn't... Teddy, so... Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. Um, he scored better than Teddy. So, yeah. Um, so, he's a little bit of a worry. Um, but besides... Oh, yes. Besides that, I'm I'm not really upset with anything. My biggest mistake, though, is uh, the last... So, so, rounds one and two, I've looked at every single team list before the game except for the very last game in round one. I missed that Lukey had been moved to the bench. I could have swapped him to Nanai before that game. I totally missed it, and I, I got stuck with Lukey, and that really, really got to me. Um, that is annoying. But, but having said that, yeah. Nanai isn't killing it either. So Well, again, like there, there are so many players that have had night and day performances between rounds one and two, and... I'm glad. Uh, uh, am I am I correct in saying you, you didn't trade after round one, did you? I did not. Yeah, neither did I. And I think there was just not enough information, um, and no uh, no guy guys just out and out killing it. That you're like, I need to get this guy on my team straight away, kind of thing. Yeah, um, I saw some pretty bad trades in retrospect from round one that people made. Yeah, exactly. So, uh. So, yeah, so we just sort of, you know, wrote it into round two. And look, I'll, I will say one thing I'm particularly happy with is my front row of Haas, Arrow, and the two Kings. I can just sit on that for, for quite a while, I yeah. think. Yeah, so I poo-pooed Arrow and a lot in the offseason. Yeah. And the thing is, he's actually performed about as well as I thought he would. But everyone else has performed so much worse that his scores look good. Mm, yeah. Like, like... I thought he would score somewhere in the mid fifties, right? And that's kind of mm-hmm. where he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought, you know, maybe there's some other guys that might average sixty five, but that hasn't happened. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's done okay. And he looks yep. okay on the field. He actually looks a little bit better than I thought he would. Um yeah. and his minutes are quite good. So yeah, that's fine. I've got I've got Haas and AFB and they're fine as well. I'll mm. just leave them all year. Josh Joshy Curran. Oh, what a champion. So I've I've got him and I'm very happy with him. It's just every single game I'm terrified that he's going to go off with an HIA. Yeah, he's a bit HIA prone, isn't he? Um, he is, but he's just so good to watch. He's he's in he's in it a lot. Yeah. Mm. Um, people are kind of rushing him in. Mm. Uh, like I don't know. So, so this like goes back to the Fafita and, and Angus question, right? Like. If you had to sell one of those guys, and let's say you had to buy a back rower, like you couldn't, 
you couldn't switch it around to do other stuff. Which back mm-hmm. roll would you buy? So, okay, so let's talk about this. So I'll, I'll, go, I'll go into let's my... A, let's, my ass, let's assume trades. you didn't have Karen. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, if I didn't have Karen, I'd be buying Karen because I started with him. I think he's a great option. I think he's okay, but I'm not sure he's as good as people think he is. Like he got an attacking stat in the first week, which boosted up his score. But he does get attacking stats. That's the thing. From the is middle, kind of though? Player? Yeah. I, maybe. I like to look at Murray a lot more. Mm. And I think he's going under the radar a lot. I like that. And I like him coming off the bench. Yeah. Like, I wonder if that'll happen again this week. Playing Coming on at like the 15th minute and just playing the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. are already tired. He's got that kind of game. Yeah. I'd, I'd be picking Murray over Curran, I think. And particularly, like, in a couple of weeks, Murray's draw gets amazing. Yeah. I guess Curran has the added bonus of... Um, of not playing Origin and, and playing round thirteen, but um, yeah, yeah. I, Look, yeah. so 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 yeah, so Murray. I started with Murray, Curran, Crichton, right? Yeah. So obviously Murray and Curran, I'm keeping. Crichton is a sell. So let me go into that now. So I think it's and we again we spoke about this before. I think it's fair to say that round three is the premier round to use a trade boost, right? In fact. I, th- I think it's pretty clear that round three and the two buy rounds are probably the best times to use trade boosts. And then you've only got two more to use, you know, whenever you think is is best. And maybe even the best time is the week after the buys um, to get your team back on track. But I'm making three trades this week. I assume you are as well. Well, with Harry Grant out, I actually can't find a third trade. And, and so theoretically, I agree with you, but... Yeah. My, like, and this again, I, I think it comes back to Fafita and, and Angus. I can't see, like, knock it out of the ballpark trades. Right. Okay. So I, at the moment, I th- I'm thinking of only making two. Okay. What are your two? I think I'm going to do Stags to Taylor May and Sam Walker to uh, beautiful Nico Hines. Right. Okay, that's nice. I could, um, you know, if I do get really worried about Angus on the bench, maybe I do trade him to, to Murray. But I feel like, I don't know, it feels pretty sideways. So if you do stacks to tail in May, what does your starting center, look, center wing look like? Mm, it's pretty ugly. Uh, Targo, Penasini, May, and Corbo. Mm. But I feel like all those guys could score all right. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, you know, I'll be looking to, to boost it over the coming weeks. I'm, I've really got my eye on Daniel Tupu. Um, mm-hmm. Their draw is going to open up a lot, and I'd like to get um, Aitken, who I've got in the second row down. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Tago definitely, like he, he's a plug and play all year. Yep. So he's fine. Penasini's been fine so far. I, I think he's a, he's not as good as Tago, but he'll be he'll be okay for a little while. Hmm. Hmm. Be interesting to see how Taylor May goes. He could be a beast, and it looks like you'll yeah. get sort of six or seven weeks. So, yeah, exactly. I I think uh, I I want to hold off on him just because he doesn't suit what I want to do with my trades this week. First of all, and second of all, like he's not generating money for two more weeks, and I feel like this is the time when you should be making money. So if you only make two trades and one of them is to Taylor May, then 
potentially only one of your trades is kind of like a cash generating trade, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's true. But who is there? Like, there's no, there's no other, like, the main thing I want to do is get Nico Hines in. Who else am I going to trade mm-hmm. down? Yeah. Like, and this is why I think a lot of people are doing like a David Fafita to kick out trade or something to, you know, to, to get 200k to do upgrades elsewhere. But I think it's reaching. Like, yeah, I just, I just feel like those trades are an error. But anyway. Yeah, that's fair. Um. There are, I mean, there are some interesting guys. I think, I think the most interesting cheaper guy, like if you're not in the market for like a, a Murray or a, or a Josh Curran, I think mm-hmm. the most interesting guy in that kind of 500k price range is Olakowatu. Great. So I want to talk about Olakowatu. Yeah. So let me let me walk you through the three trades that I'm going to do, um, and they all kind of rely on each other to 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 happen. So the main thing that I want to do, like you, is get the most beautiful man in rugby league into my team. Oh, how good is he? He's just he's... so handsome. And then he, <laughs> then what he does with the ball is so pretty as well. And then I he, tried to get like, my girlfriend he's... to like, I, like we were watching him kick a goal, you know, close yeah. up of his face. And I was like, don't you think he looks like Heath Ledger? And she's like, yeah. no, not really. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, it's just the hair. And I was like, I was really upset. But anyway, it's more than the hip, anyway, whatever. Uh, that 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 last goal that he kicked, that he just like feathered. Oh, oh it was so fun to watch. <laughs> it was so fun to watch. Anyway, I want to get him into my team, and uh, I have Jackson Hastings in my halfback position. Yeah, he's got and to the go. goal. The well, he's got to go, but I'm actually a few k short of doing what I want to do, so I can't actually do that. And, not, and also, Harry Grant being out means my best 17 would probably include Brad Schneider anyway. So the Schneider is going to be my starting halfback this week. That's okay. So what I'm ultimately going to do here... He kicks goals, that's fine. Exactly. So what I'm ultimately going to do here... And again, this is one reason why I didn't want to start with two gun fullbacks because the gun fullbacks, most of them are fullback only... And at this point, you're pretty locked into him. Like, maybe you, like you wouldn't really trade Teddy. You're not going to trade Gutho. You're probably not going to trade Pappy. Like, you just you're just stuck with these guys, right? You definitely you probably well, you might trade Turbo. I don't know. So, not having two gun fullbacks has given me some flexibility. So, what I'm ultimately going to do is sell Kurt Mann, who I have in my centers, move up whoever the center fullback, I think it was Sean Russell that I had as my second fullback, move him into the centers, but obviously not play him just on the bench and then bring Nico Hines into the fullback position for this week. Yeah. Okay. Now to fund that, I have to do two more trades. The first trade will be helium Lukey down to Alec McDonald. Yeah. Okay. Which I just, I was going to nuff him out, but McDonald's bottom price and he's going to make a little bit of money probably, so I'll do that. Yep. And then my third trade to get a little bit more money to make the Heinz thing happen is uh, Crichton down to either, and there's only two guys I really like, and it's Olakuatu, who I've loved from the first moment I laid eyes on him. Yep. And 
Isaac Yeo. Now, I'm leaning towards Yo at the moment, actually, but I want to hear your take on this and why you would probably go Olakuatu over Yo. It's actually a pretty good question. I actually don't know that I would. I'd sort of forgotten about Yo. Um, I mean, the interesting thing about Yo is that since uh, effectively basically just a capo that left, right? Mm-hmm. out of that sort of back row rotation. But also, I guess, like, Leota's gone from the front row rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like Cleary doesn't really trust um, either Eisenhuth or um, Lenu to, to play decent minutes. And basically, mm-hmm. it looks like Yo is the beneficiary of that, right? Like, he's he's playing nearly 80 minutes. In fact, has he played 80 minutes? He's playing rounds? 80 minutes. He yeah, playing- he's played 80 minutes both rounds. And there's a lot of, it seems, to, there seem to be a lot of, like, number 13 link man roles in the NRL this year. And I think Cleary's just like, well, I'm just going to have it be the one guy and be reliable, you know, 80 minutes a game. Yeah. And he does now, run it a bit. Like he's a link man, but he does take yeah. on one a little bit. Yeah. yeah so, I mean- so, so Kurt Mann's doing the same job, but Kurt Mann isn't really running it that much or putting guys into holes or anything like that. Which, and, he's, and he's not playing is, 80 either. He's not playing 80 either. Well, I mean, so so I think he played sixty four in round one, but he also had an HIA, um, right? And then I was like, oh, well, round two he might play eighty, but no, he didn't play eighty. I think he played mid sixties again. So I don't know. Like Kurt Mann for me was more of a buy because he had a very handy duel um, more than anything, and I was like, I think he'll make a little bit of money. I didn't really want to sell him. Sell him as I said, I wanted to sell Hastings, but. I, uh, that would leave me short of getting either Yo or Olaquatu, so hence I'm selling man. Um, but yeah, okay, so back back to these guys. So, so, Yo, so Yo, I think, will give you kind of 60 to 65 every week, and then occasionally you'll get, you know, maybe a try assist or a line break or something. Yep. Um, but, it, you know, like he looks like he'd be a pretty good scorer. Olaquatu is very interesting. Now, I think his score was inflated last week just because he was running at Sam Walker. Like, he had, like, 12 tackle busts. He had a ridiculous amount, of, like, an unsustainable amount of tackle busts. Yeah, he was just bumping Sam Walker off, and that's not going to happen every week. Like, that guy's, like, five foot three. Um, But his base certainly has improved. Now, some of that, like, what the fuck has happened to Manly? Like, yes, they've had a hard draw, but last year, and, like, you know, we think about the rules and the games, you know, slow down, whatever. But last year, they were getting into position and they would just run this perfect sweep play, right? Mm. And they would mm. just nail it like clockwork every single time. So every single yeah. time they had, you know, they had, you know, Garrick or whatever, like in a hole and Turbo was just distributing. Is it just the defenses mm-hmm. have kind of cottoned onto it? I don't know what it I is, think, but, but like... I think so. so like both, both Turbo and Teddy have t- targets on their heads. Yeah, but, but I mean, they're not even, it doesn't even look like they're trying to run that play. I don't mm. know if it's because the halves are feeling like Turbo is is being covered or whatever, but they are hitting their forwards a lot more, particularly Olaquatu, yeah. rather than going mm. out the back all the time, and that's benefiting him. So I don't know if that'll change once they start playing the bad teams and they get back into some, you know, a bit more mojo and they'll start running the sweep play again, or maybe the sweep play is just dead, like the defensive teams have just cottoned onto it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But but that's what seems to be happening. Um, he's a bit of a hothead, Olquatu. Like, I can see him getting suspended at some point. 
So, I mean, look, for, for me, it's it's the minutes more, more than anything. So, Yo averaged 64 minutes last year. So far, he's been playing 80. If that continues, that's a 25% increase in his output. Um, his PPM doesn't seem to have changed at least through two games. So, that's so that he could be, you know, $125,000 underpriced and a, and a definite keeper if he maintains the 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um Olaquar too, who's basically is the same, like Olaquar too is like ten grand more, but he, I think, averaged seventy-one minutes last year. He basically started with fewer minutes and then started playing eighty-minute games. Um, so I think the the minute increase is not as great. And the other thing is, like, I think he scored like eight tries in like thirteen games um, when he was playing eighty minutes, which is a decent clip as well. So. Is that sustainable? I'm not too sure. I actually love watching Olakuatu play, but I think Yo might be the smarter decision. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. I guess the question is, has he picked up his work rate, and is that real? Because that was the issue with Olakuatu last year. He had like a great attacking game, but the work rate wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Now, part of that might have been that they were, you know, not standing under the posts, but standing on the 50 meter line waiting for Garrett to take it. You know, That's right. shot at goal yeah. because they were scoring fifty yeah. points every week. Yeah. So maybe that's just why his base has increased. I'm not sure, but but he scored seventy seven last week without any attacking stats, right? It was all base, wasn't well, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it was all tackle breaks. Tackle breaks, sure. But like, you know, so maybe that was really more like a sixty five, but even sixty five is pretty mm-hmm. good. And he will get some attack, right? So mm-hmm. if he's getting like last year he was like 40, 40 points in base and then the occasional try. If he's getting yeah. 60 points in base now, and then he's still going to hit that occasional try, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why a lot of the other guys that I see people picking up are just guys that have scored a bunch of tries so far. Like, Kikau yeah. is the perfect example, right? Like, he scored a double yeah. last week for his 80-odd. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's mm-hmm. not going to happen every week. Yeah, and um, so, so many, that's not many points for two no, tries. No, it's not. Um, yeah, so... Frizzell's another one. Actually, Frizzell's base has been great as well. Hmm. He did score a try last week. Yeah, he's, he's, 80. he's running hard too. He's running really hard. Yeah, so so I actually don't mind Frizzell, but he's more expensive, right? Uh, yeah, he is. Than, than those two. Yeah. Look, I, look, of those options, I don't mind them. I don't mind yeah. either, either of them. It's, it's a pretty tough, tough call. I suppose um, yeah. if you're looking for a tiebreaker, Old Kawatu won't play Origin. Yeah. He does play round 13. Yeah, probably got a little more, little more upside in, in like sorry, less minutes upside as you said, but more attacking upside. I actually, I don't think Yo is going to score much attacking. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get too many attacking stats. I actually think he will once Cleary's back. Maybe. I really think he will. And he's very strong. Yeah. 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 All right. Um. Now you you touched on it a minute ago, Turbo. I mean, obviously, neither of us have him. What would you Mm. do if you had him? I'd sell him. What if he scores 150 this week? Then I'll buy him back next week for like $150,000 less. Yeah, but I don't know. Points is king. Like, I think you had to expect buying him that he was going to drop 200K. 
I think you only well, sell him this week if you think their form is so bad that he's not going to break 100 this week. I don't, I don't think there's enough value in any player that I would start the season with them expecting a $200,000 drop. Sure, but if you bought, if you did start with him, you must have you must have thought something. Maybe maybe you thought he's going to hit his 140 average. I don't know, but it just seems. I don't know. I feel like if you sell him now, you could be losing all the advantage you have. Like he's the best captaincy option this week. Sure. Uh, yeah, I agree. You know what happens if he scores 150? You got 300 points. Like, I'm struggling to score 900 each week. Yeah. Is it worth... Is that is giving that away worth 200k? I just also feel like like your team would have been so hamstrung from starting with Turbo that, like... I don't know. Like, you, what are you going to do if you hold on to him? Like, what trades are actually going to be available to you if you hold on to him? Like, you know... You and I can like think about Nico Hines this week. I don't think any turbo owner can potentially think about Nico Hines without selling you know, him. The, yeah, without selling him or like that doesn't have like bigger bigger issues to deal with in their team. Because like there's there's guys going down everywhere. There's you know people with COVID, underperforming guns. Like there's heaps of things to address. Mm. And you've got 1.2 mil locked up in turbo. So like, how are you going to address those things? I don't know. Uh, like, I don't know either. Like, I think you've gotten yourself into a mess if you've got him. Like, I completely agree with that. But I just don't know yeah. if the strategy... You just keep on digging. That's Well, I think you're actually kind of digging your grave if you go with... If you're selling, in a way. Because the whole point of having him was basically for the next couple of games, being able to captain him when we can't. That's true. Um, That's fair. Whereas That's fair. all you've done by having him for these first two games is cop lower scores because your team is shitter and now you're giving up the ability to mm-hmm. get ahead of us with that 100, 150 times two. But yeah. But if it doesn't happen, and if you've seen enough in the first two games for you to think it's not going to happen, and let's face it, the Bulldogs are probably better than we thought they were going to be, mm-hmm. at least defensively, then then it's even worse, right? Like if he, if he pops out a 70, like that's borderline season over time. So, I, yeah, it's tough. I, I, I'm glad I'm not in that situation. But I, I don't know if I agree that selling him is the right move. I, I actually don't know. Mm. So one more thing I want to talk about is, is trade strategy generally. Mm-hmm. I mean, the trade boost thing, you, you touched on it, like, you know, using your trade boosts this week or using a trade boost this week is seems like a pretty good idea because, it, you know, you can set your team, team up and take advantage of the price rises that are about to happen. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. As long as they're good trades, I wouldn't just be trading for the sake of trading. But I was... So So what I did is I made a little spreadsheet of of kind of where I think I might use my trades, like including the trade boosts. And I really want to have a trade boost left for round 25, I've decided. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try and make that happen. Um, Can I bet you that, that, that you won't last? Um, well, you you are trade I mean, you, happy. I'm you can. I am. I am a massive tradeaholic. Yes, and this is yeah. why I'm spreadsheeting it. I'm trying to like my big thing this year is trade strategy, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try and be very 
very disciplined. And this is how disciplined I'm going to be. This is what I was about to get to. Mm -hmm. So what I got to is in order to have three trades left for round 25. Um, so, so effectively, if you divide 42, which is the amount of trades we have by 24 rounds, which is the amount of rates, rounds we can actually make trades, mm -hmm. you get to something like 1.75. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm trying to do is, despite all the boosts and all those sorts of things, I'm trying to keep my trades to around 1.75 on average mm -hmm. all the way through the season. Now, there mm -hmm. might be some peaks and troughs in that. Like, I expect there'll be a little bit of a peak around rounds five and six where I'm expecting to to make to use a couple of trade boosts. Mm -hmm. But then what I'm telling myself is to pay for that, I have to save trades to get back around that two or just under two mark. Yep. So I'm going to try and never break two on average. That's like the, the total peak. Mm -hmm. but, I'll, but ideally, I'm going to try and get to about 1.7. Yep. Yeah. It's actually like not as easy as I thought. Even when I was planning it out, like 42 sounds like a lot, but because of the five trade boosts, you do have to be a little bit careful, as, as particularly yeah. if you want to leave three for round 25. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, okay. That's that's quite interesting. So, okay. So basically what you're saying is you're, only gonna, you're not going to use a trade boost this week. You're going to focus them... So it sounds like rounds five and six or around five and six, you might use one or two. You want to use one around at the end of the season, around 25 or whatever, and maybe what, the other two around the buyers? Yeah, so it might, I reckon potentially I'll use four trades before this, the round 17 buy. I think I'm going to be fine for the round 13 buy. I think three is going to be enough in that, that week. Just because I've got, I've already got a lot of players in my team that are going to play that round. Mm -hmm. um, like I've got a lot of, you know, uh, Warriors and stuff like that, and Panthers plays. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's going to be okay. So I'll use three for that. That's the plan. Probably four for round seventeen, because mm -hmm. I think that'll be harder to get to a good team. And then I'm going to use another boost potentially after that week to set up my final team. So something like 5, 6, 17, 18, and 25. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, that's, that's pretty interesting. Maybe. I still might use it this week, but I, if Harry Grant was, was going to play, I'd almost definitely use it this week. But mm -hmm. unless I do trade out like a Crichton, I don't think I will. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. So, cool. So, I'm just going to quickly go through the team list and lightning round some questions at you. Yep. I just want to get your thoughts on a couple of guys or yep. a few guys. All right. Tyrell Sloan. Uh, I actually think he, he's going to be really good. It's such a pity mm -hmm. they've got such a hard draw. Um, yeah. But even in that game against the Panthers, I thought he looked pretty good. He just couldn't quite make it happen. I mean, the, the flip side to that is he scored 26 with a try. So he scored nine yeah. points in non-try related stuff, which is, yeah. yeah, not great. Anyway, but I actually think he'll be fine. Yep. Um, so one, one guy that's really impressed me at the Dragons that I absolutely did not see coming is Moses Suli. Yeah, he looks not bad. He looks, he looks pretty good. 
he looks pretty good and he's pretty involved. Um, but um, the guy that I really want at the Dragons, and again, like it's just so hard because their draw is so bad, but Lomax. Lo- yeah, Lomax. So Lomax scored 70 in round one and 50 in round two with a sin bin. Yeah, and and he set – like you obviously watched the game, right, as a Dragons fan? Um, I, I missed a quarter of it, but yeah. Did you watch the, the back end of the game? Uh, yes, I did. So he – I don't even know how he did it. He was running down the sideline. He had like a meter on his right-hand side with Ravalava next to him. Yeah. And he yeah, somehow made room and passed it to him and yeah. Ravalava dropped it. That was yeah. for the win. Ravalava yeah. catches that, they win. Yeah. And that was another 20 points. Um, yeah. I have no idea how he got that ball away. Yeah. He's in fantastic form. He, he just looks like a gun player. So... Mm. Yeah, I, I really like Lomax. Yeah, anyway. like as I said, like once once their draw opens up, he and listen listen to the Dragons, like last last six games for you know for a guy that, that might peak later in the season, North Queensland Sharks, Raiders, Titans, Tigers, Broncos. Yeah, it's good. I was looking at their draw because I'm, I'm interested in a lot of their players. I'm interested in Sloan. I'm interested in Bird. I'm interested in Lomax. And there is no good time to get them before Origin, and they don't play round 13. That's right. Now, one of my lessons last year was don't worry about round 13 so much, but mm-hmm. but their draw even up to there is pretty bad. It gets a little bit better around, I think, like round 10. Yeah, they go Titans, Warriors, Dogs. 10, 11, 12. So I might even look to get a couple of those guys around then and just fuck the buy. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the buy. I mean, mm-hmm. we actually talked about this last year. It's very early to talk about buy planning. But if you're going to hold the guy, it actually doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's People aren't going to understand that, but we'll get back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so so yeah, I might try and get him around sort of nine, rounds 9, 10. But yeah, he's, he's great. Anyway, sorry, keep going. Okay. Um, on, on to the Sharks. So Finucane's playing pretty well. I, I think there's much better players, and also with McInnes back. Yeah, no, I don't in, think no really look at him. No. Not, not super coach relevant, but I'm really liking the cut of Toby Rudolph's jib just quietly. If if I was starting a team, I'd look at signing him. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so okay, Tigers. I'm just skipping way past the Tigers. That Please. was that was the worst Tigers performance I've ever seen. It was so bad as like i've seen some bad tigers performances as a fan and that like it was really hard as a fan i yeah like you know getting to kind of throwing throwing it all away kind of thing like like so bad i didn't know what to say it was like schoolboy and it was like this combination of like inept and dumb yeah like Bad execution, but also really stupid, like the dumbest penalties. Like just raking the ball out when there's two guys in tackle. Yeah. Like, yeah. why do that? I don't know. Yeah. It was it was horrible. Um, I mean, the, the only one to talk about really... I mean, Hastings actually in a beaten team looked pretty good, and apparently he's got the goal kicking now, except they don't kick any goals because they can't score points. Exactly. If, if he had, And now he's gone for three games. It seems... He's actually fighting it. 
So if he if he wins, then that's pretty good for for, for Hastings owners. But mm-hmm. you know, if he loses it, I think you got to get rid of him. Um, mm-hmm. But he actually looked pretty good. Um, Stefano has been a real letdown. I mean, he was very unlucky not to score that try. He literally, mm-hmm. he, I mean, if people had both Stefano and Stags the last week, they must have been tearing their hair out because both of them mm-hmm. managed to come completely ball up tries. Yep. Um, so if he'd gotten that try, he would have scored quite well. But his base is shocking. They've got too many middles. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I agree. Um, Warriors team, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Is there anything you, you want to say about AFB or not really? He's fine. Like, yeah. I've heard a few people say, oh, he's got line breaks in both the games, so that's a worry. And, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, what his base is. But the, if my prop's getting line breaks every game, that tells me yeah. he's doing something pretty well. Yeah, he true. looks He looks very fit, and it sounds to me like he's going to get, you know, he's going he's actually going to get some more attacking stats. I'm, I'm totally fine with AFB. Mm-hmm. Um, Bunnies, what did you think of Latrell last week? I actually wanted to talk about Latrell when you were talking about the fullbacks. Okay. Um, I think Latrell could be like an uber pod. He's a little fat, though. Like, he looks like he's come back a little bit overweight. Have you seen some of the videos of him, though? No, I haven't seen some of the videos of him. It, what videos are these? There's this, like, there's training videos where he's in the gym, like, deadlifting, like, fucking 350 kilos or something. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, he might be fat, but he's so strong. Um, and there's like his like, even though the Rabbitohs were clunky last week, and let's remember they were playing the Storm, mm-hmm. he still looked like he could have had six tri-assists. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like a bunch of them went to ground, didn't quite work. But yeah. at the end of the game, he just put on like three tri-assists against Melbourne, like it was nothing. Yeah, and he's got the goal kicking. Like, yeah. if if they click, and in about two weeks' time, their draw is about to open up massively. Mm-hmm. If they click, he could be scoring massive amounts of points. Yeah, I. Yeah, no, that's, that's totally fair. I I've got my eye on Latrell very very carefully. The question is who to get rid of out of Pappy and um and Teddy because Teddy's going to have very good draw as well. And Pappy, yeah. Pappy, it'll be interesting to see how he goes over the next week or two. Mm, he does yeah. still look a little bit like I'm. I'm still not sure he's kind of hit his twenty twenty one early form yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. Um, yeah, okay. So I've got a man crush on Campbell Graham at the moment. Yeah, he looks pretty good. I. Yep. Yeah. It'd be better if he was on the left. Would be better if... Yeah. Oh, I mean, there seems to be more ball going down the right. I agree the, with that. I agree with that. Since, since Reynolds is gone and... Yeah. You know, Walker's playing both sides a bit more. The right is mm-hmm. getting a little bit more ball, and his his mm-hmm. base is very good. Uh, yeah. Look, yep. Like Cam Graham. Would you? Would you? How do you rate Campbell Graham next to like a Lomax? Uh or Dan Tupu. I would. So, so the dragons look a lot better than I expected. I, I, th- I thought they were sure in for the wooden spoon. Um, now, now after seeing that, I think I'd probably be splitting hairs with Lomax and Graham. I'd probably go Lomax just because of the safety of the kicking because mm. they're about the same price as well, I think. Yeah, they're very similar. Um, I'd, but I'd, I feel like I'd go both of them over Tupu at the moment. That's interesting. 
so I think I have, I think my order would be probably because of draw, I'd probably go Tupu, Graham, Lomax, just. But Lom, maybe, oh, I don't know actually. I think I'm splitting hairs between Graham and Lomax, but I've got Tupu as a clear front runner. Yeah, okay. Because yeah, their, draw, their draw is about to get absolutely phenomenal. And he's a winger, and I think he's going to score a lot of tries. And they seem to be going left a lot. Sure, but like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Like, I, I just feel like, again, someone like Lomax, yeah, like Tupu needs tries to, to score points. Lomax is kind of like a, a mini Nico Hines. He can score, he can score tries, he can put on tries, he's going to kick goals, he's got good base. Yeah. And and Graham's got all that minus the minus the goals. So But but Tupu is one of those guys who has good base and is a try scorer on the back of one of the best attacks in the comp. Like he's like imagine Coates had base of thirty five. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I uh, mean traditionally like... the issue with Tupu is that they've gone right more than they've gone left. Mm-hmm. And but I mean, even having said that, he averaged something like seventy-one in, in two thousand when they had that good year. So that's a fifteen-point bump on what he got last year and what mm-hmm. his price at. So he only has mm-hmm. to replicate that to be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look, I think I think like all three are really really good players. Okay. Okay. Um, if if so, your turbo argument, and I and I think I know what your answer is going to be here, but your turbo argument. If we moved it to Cody Walker, would you say hold or sell? No, get rid of him. Yeah, it just just doesn't have the draw, right? Yeah, it's just and he's yeah no. Like the thing with Turbo is that he's got a pretty good game this week, and you can probably confidently captain him. And you know, if it comes off, he's going to score a shitload. You can't captain Cody this week. Yep. Like, yep. and he's going to just he's going to hemorrhage cash. You got to get rid mm-hmm. of him. He could score well, but. Even if he scores 80, uh, I'm not sure if it's worth the cash hemorrhage. And he's, that bad score is going to hang around for a couple of weeks. No, no you got to get rid yeah. of him. Yeah. Um, so, so Billy Smith was basically playing playing on the wing last week anyway, and he's been named at, on the right wing. Um, is that worrying you? I mean, I'm not going to play him until their draw opens yep. up. Uh, yeah. He's a very interesting one, Billy Smith. Like, people have been talking him up for years, and mm-hmm. they're just like, oh, it's just injury that's been holding him back. And to be fair, like, he's mm-hmm. been injured a lot, and so, you know, maybe it's going to take him some time. Mm-hmm. But I just haven't seen anything. Like, what is it about him that people think is good? Yeah, He's not big. He's not fast. He doesn't seem to have a good step. I just don't see anything about him that's good. Yeah, that's I fair. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll be just to see what happens when Suwali comes back, though, because he might end up taking his position. And Walker's not kicking well enough to, like, guarantee Momorowski's departure from the team. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's that's the other thing about Tupu. If he's if he ends up with Momorowski inside him long term, then that that screws him. That's true. That's true. I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. So. Connor Watson, a lot of people either have him or, or looking to bring him in, especially instead of someone like Grant who now has COVID. 
Um, so his his like shoulder went like in and out, um, kind of last week. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's there's that there's a, I think NRL physio was saying there's a good chance of re-injury there. So if you are thinking of bringing him in, just keep that in mind. He is someone that tends seems to tend to get injured a bit. Like he goes so yeah. hard and then just always see him like holding something. But mm-hmm. like he's one of the guys that I'm considering. I've got Reed Marnie up there, and just because Reed Marnie's going to lose money, and, and Watson should make a bit of money. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm going to use a third trade, that's come to mind. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, I guess it gives me the flexibility then next week to to trade out say second rower if I want to get Grant in maybe. Yep. Keep Watson if he goes well. Yep, yep, that's fair. Do you like that trade? Um... Mm, yeah, yeah, I think I do actually. Hmm. Interesting. I think okay. I do. Yeah. Um, so Nathan Cleary's name on the extended bench. Okay, so crystal ball here because th- there's a lot of there's a lot of like expensive guys who might be really juicy in about two or three weeks' time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, crystal ball. Lot, yeah. yeah. So crystal ball. Which like if you if you only have the money to trade in one of these guys in like three weeks, being it Turbo, Cleary, Latrell, whoever else you might have on mind, who do you think it's going to be? I mean, before the season started, I would have prioritized Turbo for obvious reasons. Yeah, but he yep. hasn't shown much today, um, mm-hmm. and so now it, even if he gets down to a million. It still seems like that's an awful lot of money to pay for someone that, you know, that whole team looks a bit rubbish. So mm-hmm. I'd want to see something from Turbo before before I pay big bucks to get him in. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about that, so Nico Hines's kind of form has made the Cleary thing really interesting because what you could do is get Nico Hines now, mm. let, his, let his price go up a bit, maybe let you know, clearly have a couple of price drops and then mm. do that trade nearly, maybe nearly at, at sort of parity. So eight, yep. 800, 850K. Yep. Um, but what, I mean, the best move or the, the move that I'd like to do is have, is have both of them. Like yeah. if Heinz is going to average 80, he's a, he's a, he's a keeper. So mm-hmm. I don't think you want to be getting rid of him. I think ultimately like I can't see my team set up, even with the you know argue lower scores, whatever. I still think my best team set up is going to be a reserve fullback and and two reserve halves, mm-hmm. right? And then maybe a either a, a second hooker or a fourth second rower. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know I think that's going to be Cleary and Hines, and then Munster and probably Cody Cody Walker, right? And then two gun fullbacks. So sure. So I don't think I want to trade Heinz to Cleary, but then it's like, well, how the hell do you get Cleary in then? Like Schneider's not going to be making money fast enough, I don't think. Hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sell a gun second row or something, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I haven't really answered your question. I'd want to see how Cleary goes for a week or two. Yep. But I just don't know that I'm going to be able to afford Cleary at all if I'm going to keep Heinz. So I might just have to wait on Cleary to a post-origin mm. or something. Because mm-hmm. if, yeah. if he comes back around four, then, and you want him to come down, let's say, you know, let's say you wait a week or two and he's scoring sort of 75, 80, and you think he's mm-hmm. going to come down in price a bit, 
Then mm-hmm. you've got round four, round five, round six. After round six will be his first price change. Mm-hmm. After round seven will be his second price change. Mm-hmm. And that leaves, what, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 before he plays Origin. That's fair. That's fine. Five rounds is fine. Two price drops. Mm. I guess Schneider yeah, okay. by then will have made a bit of money. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe maybe you're looking at Turbo kind of round five, six, clearing about round eight, nine. Should be able to do Cody Walker pretty cheaply, you know, by about round five or six. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can get all of them. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. Um, what do you think? Like, what's, like, who are you going to prioritize? Particularly in about round five or six. I, I think, I think I'm going to prioritize Cleary. That's, that's my guess. And, and either, either I'm going to try to make it so I run a Cleary Hines halfback combo, or I'm just going to leave Hines in fullback until until I can make enough money to you know move him up and bring in another gun fullback. Because obviously bringing in Cleary means I'm not going to be able to get a gun fullback for a while anyway. So Hines can be my reserve fullback. Yeah. Okay. I think that's yeah. Okay. Um. Did we run through all the guys you want to run through? Because there's a few few I'd like to get your opinion on very quickly. I know we're, we're going long here. Yep. Um, yeah. The the last couple of games don't have guys that I'm that interested in. So, so you tell me who, who you want to talk about. Uh, Starling. Well, okay. So so as long as um, that other guy, that debutant, is on the bench, Starling's might Starling's not playing eighty minutes, right? It doesn't look like it. What did he get last week? No. I think sixty odd minutes. Um, yeah, okay. Look, I I don't think you'd rush to trade him. I think you'd have a little because he's he's not scoring well just yet. So yeah, let's see how he goes over the next week or two. But he could be an interesting trade up from um from Randall over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So Hodgson is out I, of the season, so he should have that spot for good now. Yeah, but also like you know they're playing Titans this week, fine. But then it's like Manly, Melbourne, Cowboys, Panthers. Like, yeah, okay. it's not great. But he's still going to score better than Randall. Sure, sure. But he's also like 100k more than Randall. Yeah, but he won't be after Randall goes up a couple of times. Yeah, right. yeah, that's fine. Uh, Clifford? He looks good. He looks good and he's doing a bit of everything. And that's another team that's kind of just bucking the expectations. Um, he's 400k. Yeah. I, I I like him to be honest. I mean, I've got deal bags this, there who looks who seems fine. Yeah. I'm not going to trade out deal bags, but um, you know, if you've got Hastings and you need to trade him, you could do worse than Clifford. Yeah, that's fair. I think yeah, I think you know he's obviously had, I think he's had a lot of time with Joey in the off season, mm-hmm. and he's probably learned a lot. And Joey's always been a fan of him as well. Um, and he's he's running really well, and Clune. Whilst Kloon also demands a lot of ball, they seem to complement each other quite well. Um, I'm kind of intrigued to see uh, how much, you know, Ponga played round one, but not last week. I, I'm, I'm just worried that Ponga might um, vulture quite a few points from him. Yeah, maybe. I, I really like him, actually. I actually I, I like, I like him too. too I, but... 
yeah, yeah, yeah. And Clune's cheap, but um, I don't know. It'd be ballsy. It'd be ballsy. I mean, the, the guy I'd be really interested in that team if if you could guarantee his spot to me would be Dom Young, who looks like an absolute Hulk. Yeah, I'm. I mean, the good thing about Dom Young is when Ponga comes back, he's going to have Ponga feeding him those cutouts. Um, yeah, but he's also Clune... playing inside Gagai, and Gagai can set a guy up. Yeah, that's true too. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, he's alright. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, Satili. So assuming, assuming he plays this week because he went off with a head knock last week, right? So, okay. So you love Satili. You you started with him last year, if I remember correctly. Yep. Um, and I didn't like him last year because his his base stats are a worry, right? He's he's just never had the base. Mm-hmm. He still doesn't have the base. No, he doesn't. I mean, what we've seen over the first two weeks is perfect Satili, right? He got like twenty nine in the first week, and then he got like ninety in forty minutes in the second week. Yeah. Now, the other issue with him, and again, it's a perfect example for him, he does get a lot of head knocks. He gets his head in yeah. the wrong position a lot, and that was so frustrating yeah. last year because he was constantly getting knocked out and only playing half the game. Um, yeah. And that's it's, actually it's that's actually the reason why I'm going to stay away from him. Yeah, yeah. That kind of shit is just way too risky. Yeah, yeah. Um, Peter Hiku. Oh, okay. So has Hiku ever been bad? Like... Every team he's gone to, he's been an above-average player, and I mean, real life and super coach. Yeah, uh, look, he's fucking talented. Like, yeah. I his base has been surprisingly good. Like, that's he's been a guy that's like had had some real high years, and then just kind of fallen into a hole the year after, and then yeah. goes like, and then you think, oh, his career's dead, and then he goes well again. And he seems to be mm. having a high year. And when he has a high year, he can often sustain it for long periods of time. So yeah. at that price, I actually don't mind Hiku. Oh, what else, what, I finally remembered what I was going to say before. What I was going to say is there would be worse things to do than trading Ilias to, to Clifford. Yeah, uh, I'm okay with that. Ilias is going nowhere fast. Yeah, exactly. If you could find 200k to do Ilias to Clifford, that could be a, that could be a genius trade. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I think I, I think if you need to free up some money, like for example, if someone said to me I wanted to trade for Feeder or Crichton using jewels to Hiku, so I could, you know, trade someone like Hastings to to Hines, I'd. Uh, I'd be all over that. I think that's a great move. I don't mind it in that in that sort of scenario. Yeah, I mean, one of the guys that I like, I don't mind trading a yeah, like an Angus Crichton or a Pafita to like a Dan Tufu or or even a Lomax. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of trade sort of appeals to me. Anyway, Would, uh, okay. Well, okay. So this is an option for me. So we were talking about Yo and Olakuatu before. Yeah. You think a Lomax or a Graham or a Tupu is a better use of of Crichton's money than Yo or Olakuatu? From next week, 
as I yeah, I'd do Dan Tupu from next week onwards. But not the others. Lomax's draw isn't good enough. And Graham, I'm just his base is good, but yes, he's still on the wrong side. He's still a centre. Yeah, I couldn't I don't think I could endorse Graham just now. Mm. Okay. But but Tupu were good. Yep. Tupu is a sexier pick than, than Yo. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Firma. So, okay. So, if you... If you assume that Fafita went off because of the heat, and that's why... Um, that's why Thingo played 80... I don't know. Like, oh, but he's played 80 in both games, hasn't he? No, he went off for um, Old Mate in the first game. No, no, I mean Firma, Firma no, has played 80. No, 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 Firma went off for... Um, I'm pretty sure Firma went off for... What's his best? Proctor I don't in game one. Oh, okay. Uh, let me, right, let, hang then... on, I can check that. Um, I'll just check his minutes from game one, but I'm pretty sure he went off. So I think what might happen is that they, they rotate week to week. So, so that if that's if that happens, obviously for you gotta stay away from. Oh no, Firma. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. He's played eighty both weeks. Okay. So what happened so with, he... with Proctor in week one? He played in the middle. Yeah, because I, I I thought I saw Proctor on the left. Yeah, so well. did I. So so what? Firma went into the middle. Oh no no no! What happened is Firma went to the centers because there was an injury in the backs. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. and that's why he didn't score so well. So that's so that's the thing with Firma. Is he actually an eighty minute guy if there's no injuries or like, you know, no heat stroke or whatever? I don't know what the answer to that question is yet. Yeah, so okay. for me, he's not a trade in. For for the for that kind of money, like how is Hiku not the better option? Yeah, I don't know about that. Okay. I don't know about that. I I I think you're going to get better scores week to week from Firma, maybe. Mm-hmm. Eh, I don't actually like it's tight. I don't know. Good question. Mm. Mm. All right, uh, that's pretty much it. I, I've got a few avoids here. My avoids this week are Kikau, Coriusau, and Gagai. They are all in the top ten traded in list, and I think they're all big mistakes. Yep. You agree with that? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean. I actually don't mind Appy, but again, it's it's like it's the injury risk that, that freaks me out more than anything. I think his scores will come back a lot when um, Cleary comes back. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, all right. Um, so, I mean, the captaincy is hard this week. Uh, what are you talking about? It's a cinch. It's Max King, right? For captain? Yeah. What? So I, so I'm I going to play him. I'm going to play him this week. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely playing him. I'm got that playing. sweet offload. Yep. So I captained Haas last week, and I think I'm probably going to end up doing the same this week. That's interesting. Just bank that 60, 60 to 70 points. Yeah, oh. I think so. Uh, yeah, that's not bad. Who's your vice captain going to be? Mm, that's that's an interesting one. Um, 
I'm thinking it'll be new recruit Nico Hines. Although, again, like Dragons have been pretty good. Um, Thursday night game. I don't like. I'm not a suspicious person, but Thursday night game always seems to be like a wasteland for points. It's not only the Thursday night game. I was talking with uh, to Pulos about this, and he was bringing up the fact that a lot of the a lot of the night games are scoring lower than a bunch of the day games. Mm, um, I'm, I I didn't actually sit down and calculate it, but if if that's true, yeah, that that's a fair call. I just I'm not sure who the clear like other option will be like if if you look at like even if you just look at like the the betting lines for this week there's there's no great lines panthers panthers have the shortest line at a buck 20 i don't even know if that's if that's assuming the clear is playing or not but i mean they're playing newcastle who have been looking great mm. a sneaky I think... one of the fullbacks i mean they're not great games for either teddy or pappenhausen but they could still go no. pretty well. The decent vice captain options, both of them. Um, yeah, yeah, that's for feeder. Raiders haven't been great. Yeah, I might even VC Curran. You know, that's interesting. Like against the Tigers, like who know who knows how many points the Tigers are going to give up? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hmm. All right. Hmm. All right. Well, thanks. That was great. That was good. Um, Days of Thunder. Great film. I just, I, I love the like Robert Duval, old Boo Radley himself, just like, just wears a different trucker cap in like every scene and never is not wearing a cap through the whole movie. It's fucking great. <laughs> The scene, anyway, we should stop talking about it. The scene where he's like, I don't know, I keep talking. where he's like sanding the car down, and he's like, oh, yeah. I'm going to give you, I'm, yeah, he's talking to it. I'm going to shave <laughs> half a like, second. He's of like, it. all this, all this stuff I'm going to do to you. And even Tom Cruise makes makes the point in the movie that these are stock cars; they're built to be like pretty much the same car. <laughs> yeah. And he still right? talks about. He's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take off a bit of weight here. No, you're building the same car as the other 50 guys. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, all right. Well, anyway, look, good luck this week. Um, you know, surely, I mean, surely scores start to go up, right? And surely some of those old guns come back to form a little bit. I, I, don't, I don't think that's assumed at all. I, I don't think that's a fair assumption at all. Like, what you think? Like, you're like what? What? It, what is? What is showing you that that could be the case? Uh, this I mean, form? this week's not a great week because some of those guns have tough matchups. Uh, yeah, but at some point, I think some of those guys, like this, the class, will show through. It, yeah, look, look I, week, I agree that it might it, it might come. In a few weeks, when some of these matchups open up, and also teams just start figuring out what you know how to play twenty twenty two NRL, mm. um, but I'm I'm anticipating another like sub thousand average average scoring around this this week. Yeah, I guess we'll see. All right, thanks for coming on, mate. No worries. Take care. All right, see ya. Bye. Bye.